vegan and plant-based business owners and entrepreneurs who are often adapting to a new reality. This new podcast series from Vegan Mainstream is an opportunity to help you when it's time to pivot. These interviews will come from inside and outside of our community, and I hope as your host, Stephanie Redcross West, I can inspire you and give you the tools that you need to move forward. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to our next interview. I'm excited today because we're going to be talking about cookies. And oh, if you know me well, you know I love cookies. But I also love talking about entrepreneurial journeys. I love talking about what it takes to be an entrepreneur. And for many of us at times, it's inspired by something a little bit crazy. Sometimes it's a little bit scary. And in this case, we're going to be talking about that inspiration that often comes from a health challenge. So I'm excited about our guest today, hopefully sharing the details of this journey, not just kind of how our guest has started not only the business that he's currently managing, but the key is he's managed more than one business. So we're going to talk about those pivots, those changes. We're going to talk about what it's like to be in an industry that has been dominated by non-vegan cookies and why we need to make sure we are dominating it with vegan cookies. So before we dive into the background, before we dive into all the details, I just want to say hello to our guest, Ray. It is wonderful to have you here with us today. Thank you for having me, Stephanie. I really appreciate it. I feel so special being picked by you guys. Oh, I'm excited too. This is so much fun because I've known your other businesses. And like I said, I'm Uh, I'm definitely a cookie monster. So (laughs) this is exciting for me to talk about. So before we go back in time, before we go back into everything that made you who you are and the businesses who you are, let's just introduce people to your business. Let's talk about just giving them a little, just quick glimpse into Sunflower Baking Company, what it is, what you do, and then we'll jump in our time machine. Okay, well, I actually, I've been in the cookie business for about 29, almost actually 30 years this year. Uh, Sunflower Big Company was conceived about three years after my first bakery. And you may have heard of my first bakery, Alternative Baking Company. That was my first crazy creation. And that was uh, 1994. uh, And that's when I just became a different person, actually, just by changing my diet. Completely changed me as a person, as a human, the the thinking, the thought process. The whole entire world changed for me um, very reluctantly considering how I grew up. So, and I grew up in a very heavy Mexican chorizo, carnitas uh, kind of thing. And, and it was very tough for, you know, it's almost like um, your family almost rejects you, rejects you for being uh, even vegetarian. So I didn't want, I actually resisted being vegetarian. I actually felt that uh, being vegetarian, I, and I started out vegetarian, uh, was, um, almost like a sin to, to how I grew up. It just was not, uh, it was not, it was looked down upon, believe it or not. But I just said, you know what, I'm going to do this anyway. So, and I, so I started my first alternative baking company business who I don't, I do not own it now anymore. Um, I, um, I separated myself from them uh, three years into the business after almost doing about a million in sales, only to start Sunflower Baking Company, which is a more impactful and powerful company who does a greater good for everything. Uh, I immediately started giving um, cookies away to and donating them like crazy to charity events just to get the marketing aspect of vegan 
Uh, but I will let me go back a minute. And the interesting thing is, when I first started the alternative baking company, I have I got so much slack for people not wanting me to put the word vegan on my package. I have so many people say that's going to kill your sales. That's going to kill your sales. I'm like, I don't care. I was an angry vegan at the time. In okay. fact, when I became when I became vegan, I became vegan for health. First of all, I, I had no comprehension of the destruction of what uh, meat was doing to this uh, world. So I was, when I became vegan, I remember the turning point. I literally sold everything that I owned, that, every leather wow. shoe, every leather jacket. I literally, I think the next day, I put all my leather stuff out for sale on a yard sale. Just like that crazy scene in Close Encounters where Richard, uh, that guy puts his, uh, builds a uh, thing in his living room, the Devil's Tower. So I just put all my stuff out. Anything that was leather, I threw away. I was like, I'm done with animal products. I don't want to have any more animal products. I'm done. And so, um, so I was became an angry, angry, immediately an angry vegan. And I wanted to tell everybody. But the one thing was I needed, I wanted a cookie. That was part of the reason, part of the problem that I wanted to solve was I said, oh my gosh, I hadn't had a cookie. That was when I was age 24. So I hadn't had a cookie since uh, I was 16, you know, because... Uh, there's so many hidden eggs and hidden yes. byproducts of animal products and, and, and cakes. And, oh, it was terrible. So, I, I mean, I was just like, I just loved cookies. And like you, I'm pretty much a cookie monster myself. But for the most part, uh, I used to grow up, you know, eating those chubs of cookies, of Pillsbury chubs. I used to be obsessed over those. So I kind of grew up until I started to, had to stop eating. That was the end of me. And so when mm-hmm. I was 24, I was, I got a job at Sacramento Natural Foods Co-op in I met a baker there who helped me get started on understanding how to bake vegan, which, you know, I was still pretty resistant to being vegan, vegetarian, actually. So I first started being vegetarian. I lost 95 pounds, uh, 65 pounds. The first four months just fell off. And then I lost wow. another 30, 30 pounds uh, when I became vegan, realizing the power of vegan. So, and I thought to myself, you know what, if, if it's this powerful, and it can do that much and that good and someone without even, and I hate exercise. I exercise now a little bit, but I, I am not an exercise crazy guy. I decided, you know what? Oddly enough, the very first thing I decided to come up with was a vegan cookie. I mean, I said, I found this vegan cookie in the store and I thought to myself, everybody's got to see this vegan. I mean, it was amazing. A cookie with no eggs. How did that happen? And they tasted good. That's the key, right? They were fantastic. They were soft. I'm a soft cookie kind of guy. I, mean, I make everything now soft and hard and everything, but so I'm a huge, like a toll house cookie kind of guy. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I got a job at the co-op and then they started, um, the person started helping me and teaching me how to be, uh, make cookies with no eggs, which I didn't even think was possible. I had, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I, the war had just ended with the Iraq. I really sold all my equipment to get out of construction. I'd had a year off. I'd saved a lot of money. And then I actually started my first vegan cookie company with less than $5,000. Wow. But the interesting part about it is I didn't know what I was doing. I had no idea what I was going to do, how I was going to get this done. The thing that comes, I think, with people like myself is the passion starts to take over where it yeah. actually uh, it just starts to, uh, you start to kind of not lose your mind, but go in a completely direction, different direction than you ever thought you would. Mm-hmm. It's, it just took over. I didn't, I didn't care of the failure. I didn't care of the success. I just wanted to get it done. I just said, the world has got to have these cookies. That's what I was looking to do. You know what I mean? I, I didn't care if it was a failure. 
you know? I love that. I love that. I want to jump in for one minute. Now, I'm going to sure. jump back to a couple of things you said. But number one, I love what you're saying right now about how the success of it was bigger than the failure. Because I think for a lot of people, Completely. when they're running their businesses, they're nervous, they're concerned, they're worried, they're worried about opinions. And then they're also worried about doing it right. Because, you know, everyone right. looks like they're, they're they're perfect on Instagram and all these other platforms. Oh, yeah. And, you know, when you went through that phase of getting focused and understanding that the success is what mattered, do you have an example of something that you had to push through, like an obstacle you had to kind of find your way around oh, that, you know gosh. what I mean? If now looking back on it, you're kind of surprised and, and also grateful for that kind of lesson. I, I don't have enough time to go over every single one of them, but I'll tell you one thing that I think the very first obstacle was trying to, so once you have the product of whatever you decide to put out as vegan, which I, I didn't really understand vegan to begin with. I, I didn't want to be labeled vegan. I really wanted nothing to do with vegan word because it was such a dirty word in 1994 so to speak you know but mm -hmm. i think the that was probably my biggest obstacle was was trying to explain people what i was doing and mm -hmm. how many how much slack i would get for for taking this type of risk like pe i'm mm -hmm. sure people would much rather have had me go to college and and uh, or build something or because i have a construction background so I, and i have no problem building things i have a mechanics background I'm kind of a jack of all trades kind of guy. So when I got into baking, people thought I was definitely crazy. So not just baking, but vegan baking was even crazier in well, 1994. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. So I think my biggest obstacle was uh, trying to overcome and talk people into understanding that, hey, I have this product with no eggs and no butter. Oddly enough, in 1994, it, it was still a very odd thing to be... Yeah half a vegan cookie. I, I look back at it now and I think the biggest obstacle I would have to say was just trying to convince people that this is a great cookie. It doesn't taste like cardboard, I swear. You know, and then just that's why I was so staunch about giving away as many cookies as, as I did because I wanted to just give away cookies to say, hey, look, it doesn't taste that bad. You know, yeah. it tastes good, you know? Yeah. And I think that's a great convincing campaign. And I also think it's one of those things where it creates a memory for people. You know, when oh. you... Absolutely. try a product or you're thinking about even trying a product when you get to taste it you're like i remember when i thought it was this but it tasted so good right. that i wanted more oh. and then i went and bought it that experience yep. is what like i think for many of us as entrepreneurs that's like our dream no matter what we Completely. sell is that people get a chance to kind of try it and fall in love with it oh that's definitely a hurt it was a hurdle for myself because every time that i would try to give a cookie away people would they would literally say, hey, does it taste like cardboard? I'm like, no, it doesn't taste like cardboard. It tastes like a cookie for the first time in your life since the 70s. Somebody's invented a cookie that doesn't taste like cardboard. You know, the vegetarian uh, and business does not have a good name. It never did. Yeah. Uh, you know, this also, also this, this fallacy of skinny vegan or vegetarians, uh, I completely blew away. Because yeah. I, I, even though I lost 95 pounds, uh, I was 300, almost 300, 295 pounds. I, I got down to about 175, 185, 175, somewhere around there. And then, um, but the funny thing was right after I started the bakery, my bakery, my first bakery, I probably gained about 40 pounds. And, and that was all because mm -hmm. I was a lot of testing. Yeah. It was a lot, <laughs> a lot of testing. I'm not, I, I can tell you, Stephanie, you don't know anybody who's eaten more cookies than me. <laughs> Nobody. 
Okay. I believe that. I would I, not challenge uh, you on that one. Don't challenge <laughs> For me. Sure. But that's For why sure. I'm sweet too. I like to tell people I'm, I have some, I'm a little sweet because I have so much sugar in my blood this day. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> now we've been talking about what it was like in, you know, 1994 when you got started, when you were building, but compare and contrast that to now with you having you know, your new business now and what the market is like and, you know, building in this day and age, especially since you have those two perspectives. You know, it's in contrast, it's, there's a lot more competition now. I think, uh, you know, uh, I, I'm not sure if that's for myself. I'd like to say it's great. Yay. You know, uh, I'd love to have been the only vegan cookie. I think that the name that I put out, my first company particularly, which uh, I don't do any business with anymore, they have a big uh, market share. And then there's others that have followed suit, mm -hmm. but there isn't a lot of vegan cookie, big co vegan cookie companies, but there are a lot of cookie, vegan cookie companies, not, not, they're not all big. And it's just, it's just, it's still a tough uh, racket, so to speak. Um, it's, it's almost become like at one point, I think like the, today, these days, the vegan protein is becoming saturated so much to the point where it's being discontinued. The interesting part about it, the vegan cookies is it's, it has a greater span of market share and it can go in more places and it can do more things all, all across the world. And I've, I have stuff all over the world and I've done stuff with the government. Uh, I've been on the airlines and I was doing about a million a year up until 9-11, unfortunately, of mini cookies that were in first class. And that that business got killed by, I mean, I shouldn't use that word, uh, by um, the 9-11. That was horrible. For everybody and everything and all businesses, it was terrible. But for the most part, I think that um, the obstacles now that I have um, um, aren't taste anymore. I don't. I can. I can guarantee you that people are are not complaining about the taste. I think it's mainly uh, it's mainly become more availability. I think so to speak of a mm. great cookie. I, I think that there are some cookies out there that aren't as good as mine. I'm most slightly biased on that, but. Even today, there's going to be a future, a new generation that comes out with new cookies all the time. Yes. There's not a lot of ingredients. There's not a lot of ingredients that you can make a vegan cookie with. I mean, it's going to almost be the same for the most part. But I think that my obstacle is probably, for the most part, competition, not just with other companies, but even with my own company, my, my former mm -hmm. company that I started. That's, and to, to have to compete with myself has been tough. <laughs> I'm I can my, imagine. My worst competition. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that's also the tricky part about competition is it also helps establish a market and establish a strong oh. market for it. So it creates a customer base. So I agree as an entrepreneur, it's like a, you know, it's it's a good and bad thing because it's it's yeah. something that you have to work against. But at the same time, it's so exciting also to see that it can be a market that can continue to grow and be a market that people gravitate towards, even if they're oh, not yeah. like t-shirt wearing vegans, you know? Right. Oh, no, no, no. There's a, there's, I, I definitely would say that there's even alternative bake company, my first bakery, there's people still don't know who they are. I mean, mm -hmm. there's still a lot of work to do in the vegan mainstream business. I mean, a lot. I'm just in Ralph's, you know, the interesting thing is I have Ralph's, I have one of my lines called Mishi's. Uh, mm -hmm. I go, I just visited 140 of the stores personally. And uh, I was actually surprised that a lot of the bakery department people who are mainstream people knew what vegan was. It's come a shock. To, it's becoming more of a shock to me, in fact, that people are beginning to know what the word, the V word, the vegan word, 
and it's become more mainstream. But now plant, the word plant-based has, has made its way into it, the situation. But you know what? I see plant-based stuff out there still with eggs and butter in there, which still surprises me. Yeah. I struggle with plant-based because it's not as well-defined yeah. and it can be plant-based sure. and not vegan, which makes me a little Happens. nervous because it, it, it's not something you can rely on in a sense. No, you cannot rely on it. In fact, Rouse has a line that, I mean, uh, with all due respect to Rouse, I love them to death. They've been fantastic to me, but they do have stuff in there that says plant-based. Uh, uh, there's several companies, the big companies, the corporations who are getting on the plant-based bandwagon, yes. but it's not, it's not vegan, you know? And so we, as vegans, we have to still look at the labels. You know, I don't want to keep looking at labels, but you, we have to still look at labels. And, and yeah. it's just become a conscious thing where, you know, oh, I have, no matter what now, plant-based can't fool me. I can't be fooled by that plant-based. I still have to look at the label. And I have done it before. I'm, I'm guilty. Yeah. I bought some Hungry Man meals or something like that one time. And it said plant-based. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to go. I didn't even look at the label. I get home. Uh, oh, my gosh. There's, uh, yeah, there's they got uh, me. <laughs> chicken stock. Something yeah. in there. I'm yeah, like, oh, yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, yeah. I think that's happened to all of us. So before we kind of go for it, before we go for it, I want to make sure we do take one, a couple steps back because when we, we even talking before we started the um, interview, we talked about how you got on this journey. We talked about kind of that idea from like illness to entrepreneur. Do you want to kind yeah. of share what that journey was like and what that discovery was like? Because I think for a lot of us, that why and those discoveries can help us you know, through our business, especially someone like yourself, who's been a long-term entrepreneur. Well, we're going to, we may have to say some dirty words here, but, uh, uh -oh. I, All right, uh, everybody, yeah, strap yeah. in, yeah, get ready. <laughs> well, um, I, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you one thing as a child, uh, growing up in a regular meat eating world, uh, I had a, uh, a terrible, and I didn't know when I thought it was normal to be terribly sick all the time. I was sick, sick, sick. And I had a lot of bad bathroom habits. If uh, I'm not mm -hmm. sure if you're cutting out the word diarrhea or anything like that, but I, had, I was very sick. Okay. I was very sick. Got it. And okay. I, ha I, I had pretty much everything under the sun as far as sicknesses go. And then I actually um, got diagnosed when I was about uh, probably I can't remember a little, a little later in my life with Cushing's and Addison's and po mm. potentially a tumor on my adrenal gland. I was like, how did that happen? So, but, yeah. but I started basically when I was about 14 years old, reading medical books on how the digestive system breaks down food and then really all the endocrine system and the digestive system and how it all worked. So, because you know, I was thinking, what, what is going on with me? Why am I sick all the time? And I was, my brother wasn't sick. My brother was perfectly fine. It just happened to be that I was digesting food incorrectly or something. I mean, I, mean, I later on to find out that I know what the problem is, but, um, but basically my, what I, I was basically being, I was catapulted in some ways because I was in mm -hmm. such pain and such misery, misery. Yeah. I was, mm -hmm. I, I could almost tell you I was suicidal. I was so oh. sick and so unhappy and so miserable as a child. I just wanted mm -hmm. to get off of this earth, but I thought to myself, yeah. there's no way there's no, there's gotta be a bigger plan that this can't be happening. So I hit the books. My dad bought me a, a more layman's terms book. I started reading about, I could understand these, these, the digestive system, blah, 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 how food broke down. So really that's when I started to eat, stop eating eggs. And at the age of 16, I, stopped, I completely said, okay, I got to stop eating eggs. So that was my first step in which I did not know I was going to be vegan. Uh, yeah. I had a girlfriend that was vegetarian. 
And I was completely like, oh, you're vegetarian? That's weird. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, that's so weird. I don't want to be vegetarian. I was a Mexican, tough Mexican guy. They're not vegetarians. But uh, it, it ended up, you know, now she laughs at me because I'm still friends with her. For the most part, it catap- I'm going to go ahead and say the word from my sickness catapulted me into making others and wanting to inspire others to look at their diets, to look at yeah. how they feel, to try to mm-hmm. try to understand the the how the food breaks down your in your body, how it um, how it digests, and what it feels like. Go go vegan for a week. Go vegan for two weeks. Hey, believe me, you're gonna make it makes a huge difference because it was that first step, which was <laughs> obsessively eating oatmeal. I think toast with no butter and ro- top ramen was my first because that's all I could get as a vegan in 1994 that I knew of because I didn't hang around yeah. those hippie hippie stores. Those hippie. I didn't want to be that hippie. I did not want to be See, that today. That's who we are. We love being that people, hippie. right? I've become a hippie. I love it. Yeah. Like, oh my yes, gosh, yes. what happened to me? I'm 56 too. So, so I, I've been. But I think seven. that's the tricky part with a lot of those labels. I think that's the hard part with a lot of those labels, especially you know when we were growing up. You know, we were talking about the 90s and and stuff like that, and yep. the 80s and so forth. You know, there was a lot of labels just kind of put on people that weren't defined. Ooh. And I really Fine. love Fine. today how sometimes we have reclaimed some of those labels. And I also really appreciate now that people are so much more open minded. And I think a lot of that is Fine. because people have been on you know, similar even health journeys of yourself, where they're starting to realize that certain foods don't agree with them. They're starting to realize that, you know, maybe we have to make a change. And even in some of your earlier statements, you know, and sometimes you make a change to your cuisine, it feels a little bit like you're betraying your culture or where you came from or your background. And all of those things can be tricky. But I think it's such a kind of beautiful world that we're in today, because there's much more acceptance, there's much more openness for that. And we can all be all different types of vegans. You know, we can be vegans of different sizes and vegans of Blows different my mind. backgrounds and everything. And I think it's such beautiful. Yeah. Since I became vegan, I'm telling you, I've met every every type of person under the sun, every shape and size. And every. And I was very, feeling very alone. I was shunned from my family, believe it or not. I have a huge family on both sides. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you're vegan? Oh, that's weird. That's gross. I'm not going to eat vegan. You know, I'm people are teasing me about this whole vegan thing. The label of being vegan or vegetarian was not a good thing at the time, for sure. But now you're right. It's completely so much better than it used to be by far. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm so grateful for these times and for these moments. Now, we still have some more work to do. That's why we're doing this podcast. That's why we're interviewing, sure. talking to people like you. And obviously, you know, we have more more cookies for you to be making. So maybe as we kind of wrap up this interview, I, I want to maybe give people some inspiration. I want to maybe have you kind of share what you do and how you keep going through everything you have to do. Because like you said, you have a lot of competition. There's a lot of people in the market, vegan and not vegan. (laughs) You know what I mean? There's a lot of confusion with labels and so forth. You know, like how do you kind of, as they say, like keep your head on straight with everything that's going on, with everything that's pulling you in multiple directions as you build your business? Well, I'll just, in, in closing, I would like to say, first of all, I don't really think there's competition because I'm the best so far. Um, I just want to get that straight. Um, okay. Second of all, you know, you know, the interesting part about this whole situation is truly what has driven me has always been the vegan, the vegan thing. It's always, I mean, I grasp onto that and have not let go. It has always mm-hmm. been the forefront of my everything that I've ever done since at my, I've had a restaurant at, vegan restaurant for five years. 
And I, I'll tell you, it is, it's never, it's always been the forefront. The, the, my passion comes from being vegan. And it's become spiritual too. I mean, it, I've really grown as a human being. You know, like I have more of an embodied love type of thing. You know, I'm stronger and wiser. I, I try to uh, try without offending too many people or my family. I always try to, you know, impose my my <laughs> opinions on how they should live, so to speak. I mean, it's very it's a very difficult battle to because vegan is a personal choice and a personal opinion. It is very hard for people to 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 say, "Oh, I I can do that too." I just had somebody on Facebook just yesterday just say, "I don't think I could ever get my husband to be vegan," and, and, and I, I really wanted to reply, you know, if he wants to be happier and healthier and live longer, a better quality of life, you know, you've got to try it. You have to try. Yeah. It. So I'm I'm going to go ahead and say that veganism what keeps my head above everything. It's every, it's the strangest thing, but it's true. It's it's everything to me. This being having this plant based diet vegan is um is everything i hope that answers no that does that does that does now we didn't tell people where to get the cookies how to buy the cookies how to follow you you know how to you know (laughs) so let's (laughs) let's give the website social media give them all the goodies well i have sun sun baking is s-u-n-f-l-o-u-r baking.com and then i just started a new website uh start a vegan business.com i just started that about Two weeks ago, because I thought, you know what, I'm gonna, I don't need to do that, but I think I want to do that. I want to help other people get started with a vegan business because I have so much in me to, I want to pour it on. Perfect. And then uh, you just are, my, whenever you look for me, it's got, it's got to be R E Y Ortega. Okay. Uh, I think that's Instagram too. I don't even know what, what that is. I mean, I don't know my name because I don't really do that stuff. I, I'm just, I, I have it, but I don't, I'm not forefront on social media because I'm busy. No, I got. Oh, you know what? I hate to tell you this. I don't want to. I don't mean to spoil anybody's fun, but um, I'm also in the cannabis business. I'm in the vegan cannabis business as well. Did I not? Uh, if I forgot, to, I think I forgot to tell you that. I think so. Uh, so that's that's a new turn and twist. It's, it's, I'm probably the only, the only mainly vegan cannabis producer of edibles. Um, I'm still yeah. hemming and hawing about it. It's not a hasn't been a great business, but I spent well over a million in, in getting it made and functional. It's been tough and I've been considering getting out of it because you know, there's some, there's, it's still kind of gray area for everybody and everything. And it's, I, I don't drink or I don't smoke. I don't do, I'm, I'm not, I'm not into any of those things, but I, I, I want people to be healed in some way, some form or another. And I think whatever happens, you know, in the future with people's healing, I don't know if cannabis is going to be a part about it, but, but we'll see, I guess. Okay. Well, that's interesting. It's so, I love talking to you because I hope what it inspires some people to realize is that, you know, once you get into this kind of like entrepreneurial bug, it's very easy to become a serial entrepreneur because you start to see the paths, the ways, you know what I mean? You understand what it takes to run a business, to put a business together. Um, And even if you never thought you would, you know, you're going to have these many businesses back in 1994, (laughs) you know, it's amazing this journey as an entrepreneur, how you know, your interest and in everything can kind of spread out. So it's, it's exciting to, to hear about what you're working on too. It could be both a curse and a blessing at the same time. So That's just so true. you know, That's for somebody is, like yeah. myself. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. One other thing <laughs> is where can people get the cookies? What stores are you in? If well, you want to share. Um, or if you're ready, if it's super secret, I don't want to. Well, no, it's not secret. Um, what happens is, um, I, uh, I can only, you can only get my, mainly my sunflower baking company cookies online. That's mainly where I have thousands of accounts. 
I just don't know where they are because I have okay. distribution uh, and I don't, they're, they could, they're in colleges, universities, hospitals, uh, institutions, they are everywhere, but I can't, I do not know exactly where they all are. I, mean, I wish I did know more. Locally, they're in, I have my, Sac Sacramento is pretty much kind of covered, you know, for the most part. But, uh, but you know, Mishi's Cookies, which I just acquired that vegan line about two years ago, is in Ralph's and SoCal. They're in most all the Ralph's. And I'm actually extending the line to add a bunch of new vegan cookies onto that line. Mishi's, M-I-C-H-Y-S. It's a great mm -hmm. line. They're in Ralph's, but for the most part, everything else is online. Perfect. And if people want to go online, where do you recommend they go? Just wherever they normally shop? Just sunflower baking. Okay. Yeah, I used to be on Amazon. I stopped that, too. I've just been so, I know I get so... I, I need to be managed sometimes, and I have a manager, so to speak, who mm -hmm. manages me, but I don't really do what she says all the time. But uh, for the most part, sunflowerbaking.com, spelled like the baking flour, F-L-O-U-R, for those who don't know me. Perfect. Baking, sunflower, that's about it. Mm -hmm. Okay, perfect. Well, I really hope our guests today not only enjoyed our session, I really love talking to you. It's kind of fun <laughs> to kind of talk back and forth and hear your story. It is. Oh gosh, you're in it. You're actually you're pretty good. I was I'm surprised. I, I've done some of these types of things before, but you're great. Oh, you know yeah. why you're great? Because you laugh at my jokes. Ah, That's why. And I need people to laugh actually, at my jokes. You are actually funny. So I really, really enjoyed it. I'm glad we had a chance. <laughs> Thank to, you, Stephanie. Thank you. Absolutely to run through everything. And I really hope that our guests reach out not only to learn more about your story, but also to grab some of those cookies. Cause I think the key here is entrepreneurs as we try to take this movement forward, we also have to support each other. So I think it's really important yes. for us to to do that work. And I'm really glad we had a chance to chat with you today. Thank you. And I, I encourage someone to try to do better. Try to do better than me. Try to reach for the stars, you know what I mean? And just do do great. You know, vegan, 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 vegan. Love it. Vegan, That's vegan, it. vegan. That is the message. Yeah, vegan, vegan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Ray, for your time. Thank and you, also. Stephanie. Thank you for everyone who joined us live. If you happen to watch this live, whether you're watching this as a replay or if you're listening to this as a part of our podcast, we always love feedback. We always love to hear what you think. And we also hope that today was a little bit of inspiration for you and also helping you hone in on the things that you want to do. And remember what Ray said, you know, success is bigger than everything. So nothing held him back. So I hope today nothing holds no. you back as you move forward after listening to this podcast or watching to this, watching this recording. All right. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Ray. Thank you, Stephanie. Thanks for listening to Pivot, our vegan business interview podcast. This is recorded as a live streaming session. So I hope you'll join us for future interviews as well. We offer these interviews to help vegan entrepreneurs stay connected with the vegan business community. If you're interested in more in-depth insights or training, please consider subscribing to one of our premium podcasts, Going Solo or Fix It. Visit veganmainstream.com to learn more or click on the links in the show notes.